At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into My Guys in the Desert. Danielle Alvari here at the VSIN studio inside the South Point Sportsbook with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds. We have this hour coming up in just a few short minutes. JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, joining us, our senior NBA analyst. So to get us a little bit warmed up, we're going to talk about the NBA play in just a little bit more. Yesterday, Wes, we were talking about would a 10 seed possibly be able to sneak into the actual playoffs and we kind of came upon that the Hornets would be maybe the team to do that they play the Pacers obviously in just about 30 minutes here one and a half point favorite are the Pacers to make the playoffs the Hornets are plus 450 do you think there's a shot that they can win these two games and get in there's certainly I think a better shot than the Spurs are in the Western Conference to go Mm -hmm. ahead and get one of those seeds Uh, Spurs uh, five games under 500 they were several games back of that nine spot they basically got there on the battle of attrition Mm -hmm. because the Kings and the Pelicans really couldn't make a run and put a pressure on him. But the Charlotte Hornets at some times earlier in the season, they were actually very undervalued. They were playing very good basketball. And I think we're playing a lot faster when LaMelo Ball was in the lineup. And then when LaMelo got hurt, Mm -hmm. they really, the offense really started to be a lot less efficient. And JVT can go into those numbers more specifically when he comes on. But 
The Hornets would be maybe the team because I think, obviously, it's a coin flip game tonight. Mm -hmm. So they could advance against either the Celtics or the Wizards. Let's say it's the Wizards. Mm -hmm. The Wizards are not the best defensive team exactly in the NBA. (laughs) And obviously, the Celtics have been a little bit shorthanded without Jalen Brown. And they've been going actually in the wrong direction for nine last 13. Well, so you mentioned that the Wizards are not the best team defensively. The Celtics Wizards going on tonight. That total sitting around 232 and a half. What do you think of that number? That that's a very high number. I'm not going to play the total. I'm just going to stick with Boston on the small money line here. But the Wizards have a way of making these games. There are some really high scores with this team. But I do think the Celtics, if you like them, maybe you try to correlate it with the under because I mentioned the Celtics bottom 10 in the league in pace. Wizards right now number one in pace. So that's kind of the old mantra. Is it easier to speed up a slow team or slow down a fast team? And I think it's easier usually to slow down a fast team. Absolutely. Well, there's some other NBA props I'd like to look at. I know we looked at one the last hour. The one I liked best for the Hornets versus Pacers, which I mentioned at the top of the last hour, was LaMelo Ball over 17 points and the Hornets to win. So if you have some conviction on the Hornets, you could look at that. But some other props as well. To get a double-double and win, Russell Westbrook, the yes, plus 110, the no, minus 148. Yes, just a double-double, not even a triple-double for him. What do you think? I would rather lay the money line on the Celtics to win the game than necessarily say no, because obviously you mentioned it's predicated on the Wizards winning right. the game. He's obviously going to get a double-double, even if he plays poorly, he's going to get that. So get some accidentally. At, at minus 148, no go, when you can go ahead and lay the Celtics at like 125 or 130 at this standpoint. What about Jason Tatum? Possible double-double for him. His yes for him to get a double-double and win. So a player parlay here. Yes is plus 220. The no is minus 345. I would lean more toward the yes because I think Jason Tatum is now now kind the of his ship, his ship has come in here. He's going to have to step up here without Jalen Brown. He's going to have to be the guy and the star for this team. Some other points props you can look at as well. Russell Westbrook, his points prop is 24 and a half. The over is even money. I think he goes over this. What do you think, Wes? For his points? Yeah. 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 24 and a half. Yeah. I can't wait to see this guy go off. Especially when Bradley Beal, who we talked about in the first segment, is still nursing that hamstring injury. He's not going to be 100% for this play in tournament. I think, what was he, 4 of 17 shooting on Sunday? Not going to stop him from taking shots. No, no. He'll fire him (laughs) up. He he, he won't be selective and choosy on his shot selection. That's for sure. Well, Bradley Beal's points prop at 21, or excuse me, 31 and a half. 21 would be crazy. 31 and a half, the over minus 106, the under minus 121. So slightly juiced to the under, not expecting to go over that 31 and a half, it looks like. If you look at these NBA conference winner odds, too, the Nets, obviously, the favorite to win the East at plus 120. Uh, the Bucks 3-1, to one, the Sixers 3-1, to one, and the Heat 12-1. to one. So none of these teams even playing today even in consideration for this. But the interesting side on the West, the Lakers still 2-1. to one. When Vinny was in here yesterday, he said when the Lakers are healthy, they're the team to beat. But they're not fully healthy. Have they fully made that return where we feel like, yes, they're 2-1? to one? Not for me, necessarily. I mean, I think a lot of that, too, is because books have a lot of money on the Lakers already, so Mm -hmm. they don't want to give generous prices and give more exposure. On the east side, I actually did bet a conference winner. That would be several weeks ago when I got the Sixers 5-1, to so Mm -hmm. at least some price equity now with 3-1 to the current price. All right. Well, luckily, we have our senior NBA analyst, JVT, joining us in just a few short minutes to give us some answers on all of these things and talk more about this NBA play-in. Stick with us right here on My Guys in the Desert.
This is the OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com. And remember, you can download the free OddsTrader app right now and start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. We're back with Hour 2 of My Guys in the Desert. I'm Danielle Alvari inside the VSIN studio, inside the South Point Sportsbook. Lots of bowling action going on right behind us. <laughs> Very exciting stuff. We have Matt Eumanns here and Wes Reynolds. And as promised, joining us in just a few short moments, JVT. Danielle, what's your career high? Bowling. What do you think it is? Because I bet you're going to guess under. I'm going to say 175. No, I've actually bowled a 220 before. Really? Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Wow. Yeah, so maybe I should go out there, you know, bet on myself. Enter the tournament. Yeah. Exactly. You'll be in that line to get bowling payouts. We'll see Danielle in line next week. Wes, maybe. what's your career high at the bowling alley? Not 220. Uh, it, uh, 179 is like my career high. Uh, I'm not. A, I'm not a very good bowler. I will say that. I'll get. You lucky look like a bowler. Have, I know. I have the bowler's right. physique, Matt, and the look, but I certainly don't have the skill. Thank you for that. You Appreciate got the that. body of a bowler. I could see you hanging out, smoking a cigarette while you're throwing the ball down there and racking up your strikes. Yeah, you're wrong on that vision. It's like Woody Harrelson. It's one of my favorite movies. Woody Harrelson is an Indiana native, so us Hoosiers <laughs> got to stick it, together. Yeah. Hanover, Indiana. All right, let's talk uh, bowling and basketball with JVT, NBA uh, senior betting analyst here at VSEN. JVT, what's your career high at the bowling alley? I don't bowl enough to, like, remember what my best game was. Uh, I think I've hit, like, a like a 160 before, but I don't bowl a lot, so it's not that high. I guess uh, the movie Kingpin, uh, Wes, would you be more like uh, Woody, the Woody Harrelson character? Would you be, you, I think you'd be more like the Ernie McCracken. I don't know who Ernie McCracken is. I have not Are seen that movie in a while. You've never so seen I the movie Kingpin? I've seen it, but I don't remember it in uh, quite the detail that you do. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, I'm not sure what my career high is. Somewhere around Danielle, somewhere around 220. But uh, I've not bowled for quite a while. All right, it's time to bet. Some playoff basketball, at least the play-in tournament, JVT. And before we jump into uh, those games, though, I want to get your uh, thoughts on some of the NBA awards. I saw you tweeting about it. MVP, yep. sixth man, most improved player, coach of the year, rookie of the year, defensive player of the year, uh, some of those. And uh, any any of those bets you might have hit or you think are, are going to cash. Uh, so I, I think the one that I feel the best about uh, humans, and I selfishly asked Brian Windhorst about it uh, when you and I were filling in on follow the money a couple weeks ago, uh, Julius Randle, I, I've got him at 22 to one to win most improved I bet that around February, he's going to win this thing. You know, I think I feel very confident that he's a massive betting favorite. You know, now is the time of year where these voters are starting to release their ballots. Remember these ballots were already due. So these are turned in. So now, you know, they're, you're, they're letting us know what is already in, I guess the coffers for lack of a better term in the NBA in the vault for these awards, every single one that I have read has Julius Randle at most improved. He's going to win it. He's got the best resume by far. What he's done with his game, what he's done for the Knicks, uh, he is by far the most improved player. So I got him at 22 to 1. He's in the range of like minus 5,000 right now, so I feel very good about that one. And I got to tell you, as the days go by, I feel more and more uh, confident in my Joe Ingles 12 to one ticket to win six man of the year, you know, about a month ago. And this is, I think, a really important lesson for a lot of people, humans, when it comes to betting the NBA awards. You know, I am kind of an NBA nerd, so I listen to a lot of podcasts, right? You know, take in a lot of NBA media where I got the idea to bet Joe Ingles was listening to Zach Lowe's podcast like a month and a half ago where he noted and he's only one voter, but he noted, you know, I don't think that. 
Jordan Clarkson is the best sixth man candidate on his own team. So I was like, okay, well, let me look into this. And I went back and I looked into the numbers on those days, the beginning of April. And I realized, holy crap, like he's really right. Like from a statistical standpoint, Joe Ingles blows Jordan Clarkson out of the water in every single category, but one, and it was just points. And so I thought, you know what, at 12 to one, given the statistical advantage that a guy like Ingles has, the fact that these voters are now transitioning more to this kind of a look at these players in terms of evaluating them, what they do statistically overall, and not just, hey, this guy comes off the bench and scores an inefficient amount of points. Let me just vote for him for sixth man of the year. And sure enough now, I've seen four guys release their ballots. All four have Joe Ingles as their sixth man of the year candidate. So I'm getting a little bit more confident on that. Those are the two that I have that I feel the best about. I'm going to lose a little bit in a couple of the MVP tickets. I got LeBron at 3-1. to one. I got Donovan Mitchell at 100-1. to one, And I got my boy James Harden. So those will be losers. Uh, but other than that, I'm going to get a good return, I think, on sixth man. And, of course, on um, uh, most improved. Yeah, injuries have taken some guys out of that MVP yeah. race. Uh, Joe Ingles right now plus 130 on DraftKings. How about coach of the year? So I, I personally think it's Monty Williams. Uh, all of the uh, all of the outlets that I have seen post their votes, and again, it's only four guys, but it gives you an indication of where they're looking. All four have Monty Williams as their first place guy. But I will say this: the second place guy on majority of the ballots that I have seen up to this point has been Tom Thibodeau, and so I do think that Tibbs does have a little bit more of a shot at winning this Coach of the Year award than I than I initially thought, and then the market thought as well. If you remember, one of the slowest like adjustments in the betting market that we saw outside of Julius Randle to win most improved Tom Thibodeau at the end, I think it was like the end of February, early March was still in the range of like 10 to 15 to one to win coach of the year. So I would say that if I had a Tibbs ticket to win coach of the year, I would be a little bit more confident seeing some of the ballots that are being released at this point and seeing some of the support for Thibodeau in terms of being coach of the year. Because the one thing that I've been pretty strong on, at least when it comes to Tibbs humans is he's got one thing in his pocket that none of these coaches have. And you know what it is. It is above a train station, right? Oh, you know, Penn station in New York. And it is the Mecca. It is New York. It is the East coast bias. And that is maybe going to help him out a little bit when it comes to winning this award. And he's been a lot higher on a lot of the ballots than I expected him. I thought he was going to be third behind Quinn Snyder, but Quinn Snyder has been a distant third that I've seen in almost every ballot that's been released up to this point. Good to see JVT finally buying into the Mecca. Oh, I don't buy in. Oh, he's I buying in. It sounds like you're buying in. Yeah. I still think it's a dilapidated building above a train station, but, you know. <laughs> it's the Mecca. Come on, the garden. Uh, New York media is going to influence us. Does a Tibbs ticket cash, Wes? I don't think so, no? though. Based yeah. on what I saw now, I think there was one award. It was not the official award, but I saw, I believe, Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted out earlier today, the Coaches Association Coach of the Year did go to Monty Williams. And now seeing Phoenix here at the number two, and they were the number one seed for a long time in the West this season. So maybe that goes to him. Now, it it depends on which award I think is going to be the official NBA award or if it's a media award. So I do think Monty Williams is going to cash, but it would not surprise me to see the New York bias reign supreme. All right. Let's dig into the games. JBT, uh, Talked about the Hardwood Handicappers podcast this week. By the way, yeah. follow him at me, JVT, at VSIN Live. Go to VSIN.com to check out the Hardwood Handicappers podcast. Who do you have on this week? And uh, this looks like a special edition with several guests. 
Yeah, uh, so we're going to have a couple of episodes this week. This is the first one, humans. Uh, we have a little bit of a play-in preview, all four play-in games previewed by him, yours truly, uh, before we get into a lot of the guests that we have. Every single one of the guys who selected seeds uh, and awards for the preseason guide, that would be you, uh, that would be ER, Aaron Renning, that would be uh, Kelly Bidlin, Mitch Moss, Jacob Roach. Uh, everybody is on that pod for this episode that was just released this morning. So analysis of everybody and what they looked at before the season started, how their opinions have changed on these teams and where they were at. And, you know, every single one of us, you know, had, we all had claims to fame and we all had what I called claims to shame uh, in terms of, you know, we were really high on some teams that didn't really pan out and we were really low on some teams that didn't. So uh, it was a fun to kind of talk to all you guys and look at what you were thinking before the season started. And then, of course, what you're thinking now as we get into the postseason. And, you know, some conversations went a little bit longer than others. I, got, I, had, I had a really good conversation with ER and Kelly uh, about some specific teams as well. Kelly very high on the Atlanta Hawks and a lot more in there, too. So you can go and check that out. And we will have the second episode out on Thursday. That'll be our big playoff preview with all the series uh, all but set uh, by the time Thursday rolls around. Yeah, Kelly, Kelly Bedlin loves media attention. So he'll talk yes. all day, Wes. So if you just allow him on podcast, he'll take up the whole hour. Really? I yeah. was. I always thought Kelly was a more humble guy. Nah, he's a look-at-me guy. He's definitely a look-at-me <laughs> guy. All right, let's uh, jump into uh, tonight's games. And uh, JVT, Wes is uh, thinking about playing the ugly favorite, the Boston Celtics. Uh, yeah. Do you agree with that or not? Wizards at Celtics. Let's start there. Uh, I do, you know, and I, I think there's some point spread value here. And let's just start with the games that we've seen up to this point, not even from the results, guys, but just from the power rating perspective, right? The three games that we've seen these teams play, we're talking about six and a half, seven and three and a half point spreads all in favor of Boston, right? So now we get a pretty solid adjustment here because of course, hey, the absence of Jalen Brown, but also because the Washington Wizards ended the season 17 and seven straight up with 18 covers over the last 24 games. But to me, like this is a pretty strong move, right? This is a really strong correction. And I, I noted this today, not only in the game notes, but in the podcast, you know, guys, quietly, the Boston Celtics have put together a lineup with, you know, with Evan Fournier, Marcus Smart, Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum, that has actually been performing really well. Those four on the court together are plus 18.1 net rating, an offensive rating of well over 120. So there's something to like here about the Boston Celtics. And, I, and I'll, be, uh, I'll be somewhat critical of the Wizards. I love watching them play. But they do have an issue defensively for the most part. If you look at the good teams that they have played, perimeter-oriented, solid offensive teams, they'd have trouble containing those types of teams, and that is what Boston is going to be. And I heard you guys talking about this you know, in the five-minute break. This is something that's important, too. Bradley Beal, Wes, you mentioned it. He was 4-17 in the first three quarters of that game, the regular season finale, before he scored his 12 or 13 in the fourth quarter. He's been very vocal about the fact that he's not healthy. So I have all this put together. My, my buy price is going to be 1.5. I'm going to be greedy. I want to see if I can get Boston minus 1.5 or in-game if it gets, you know, they get off to a slow start with a tight spread like that. You'll be able to get some pretty good value, but I do think Boston's the side tonight. Charlotte and Indiana going to tip off here in about 25 minutes. Lineups are now out. LaMelo Ball, Rozier, Bridges, Washington Jr., Biombo for Charlotte for the Pacers. Malcolm Brogdon upgraded to probable, and he is in the starting lineup, as is Sabonis, along with Justin Holiday, McDermott, and O'Shea Brissett. We've seen this adjusted down. It was three this morning, John, and now it's down to one and a half. I think a lot of that was predicated on some of the injury news and plus the fact that the Pacers have not been playing great down the stretch, rumors of dissension in the ranks. But the total is what kind of interested me more, and I'm interested to get in your thoughts here. 226, 226 and a half. We've both been on that over train without Miles Turner because clearly it's made the defense worse and the offense better for Indiana. But – 
Now you're in this playoff situation. It's nine versus 10. It's loser leave town match here. Loser's going to be out of the playoffs. So this strikes me as a game maybe where the scoring is high a little bit early. But as you get into the fourth quarter, and especially in that final six minutes, you're going to see these teams taking some time off the clock. And that's where you see the total get decompressed here a little bit. Yeah, you know, I would agree with that for the most part, Wes. I think the thing that works against you, at least when it comes to the total, you know, you mentioned this run, 22 games since Miles Turner's been injured. He did play in one of those games, but in those 22, 15 and 7 to the over for the Indiana Pacers, defensive rating of 115.5. So we know that they've been playing relatively poorly. And the thing that kind of gets me here in this matchup that, that works in favor of Charlotte, and if they're going to exploit this, it means a quicker game. You know, this is a Pacers team that has been one of the worst transition defenses in the league, specifically since they have lost Turner as well. This is what has been getting them over. Over the last 22 games or so they can't keep teams down when it comes to running the fast break and so charlotte wants to have a good game a team that ranks sixth in frequency of transition attempts right this is going to be that team and this is going to be the type of game that they want to play here so that would kind of worry me a little bit on top of the fact that by the way you know the hornets have not been good defensively themselves right they're i think 22nd in the league over the last 34 games in defensive efficiency so it's a playoff game and i'm actually kind of in the middle of writing about this i'm finishing it up for point spread weekly where it's like hey you know, we have this scenario where it's playoffs, right? Win or go home. Those tend to get a little bit tighter and a little bit slower. But we're also in the midst of a historic offensive season for this league. And what that means with those two meet in some of these games is going to be really fascinating. So I didn't have a really good read. You are getting to, like, if you're looking at betting it under, you're losing some points, right? It opened 229. Now it's at 226. So maybe in-game is the way to go. I did play this from a side perspective, though. I bet this earlier this morning. I have Charlotte plus three. You know, I thought it was a relatively good side, just given everything we figured about the injury situation and what I think think they can do so I'm sitting on a good number and obviously hoping that Charlotte stays within it but I, I agree generally with the thinking I think some of the defensive numbers kind of turned me off though and the fact that this number's moved about three points on the total all right let's look at some other NBA series prices these are from the Westgate Superbook uh, Bucks minus 280 over the heat plus 240 uh, we've got the Hawks minus 130 over the Knicks plus 110 uh, Clippers four dollar favorites over the Mavericks plus 330 and Blazers minus 130 over the Nuggets plus 110. I believe, based on the follow the money show today, you are on the Atlanta Hawks over the Knicks. Is that the only uh, series bet you're going to make? Uh, yeah, so far, Eubens, uh, but you did intrigue me because I didn't see the updated price. I have a check for a couple hours on that Nuggets Trailblazers series. But yeah, uh, look, I, I like Atlanta. I bet them at minus 120. That was over at William Hill. So now it's like minus 130 in a lot of spots. But here's the thing with Atlanta. You know, a lot of people are going to tell you that they're 0 oh, 3 against New York. Danilo Gallinari didn't play in two of those games. Lloyd Pierce was the coach for two of those games. Bogdan Bogdanovich missed one of those games. And Trey Young actually left late in the third quarter when they had an eight-point lead in a game they eventually lost in overtime. And that was the last time these two teams played. But I think now that they're fully healthy for the most part, the Atlanta Hawks, now that they're under Nate McMillan, this is a different team. I think this is the fourth-best team in the Eastern Conference. They can put five shooters out at any one time against the New York Knicks. The Knicks, offensively, have still not been very good, right? They're overly reliant on Julius Randle. And sometimes, you know, they'll have a hot shooting night like any of these other teams, but still bottom half of the league in terms of offensive efficiency. It's just not going to get it done against the Atlanta Hawks. So I think that the Hawks are obviously very live in this series to win this thing, to win game one. And uh, I laid minus 120 in the series, but you said the Trailblazers are now minus 130 in that series against Denver, huh? Yeah, it seems like a yeah. little high. That seemed a little high to me, but that's the current price at the Westgate. 
Yeah, and so that intrigues me a little bit too. I mean, look, Portland for for all intents and purposes has a very big advantage in the backcourt, right? And maybe that it gives them the edge, just given the fact that Facundo Campazzo is going to play major minutes. You know, Monte Morris, Will Barton, all these guys have really banged up outside of Jamal Murray too. But guys, this is one of the softest interior defenses that we have seen in the league in the Portland Trailblazers. They can't keep anybody out of the restricted area within four feet of the basket. Last time I checked, the front court for Denver is pretty damn good, right? With Nikola Jokic, Aaron Gordon, you know, that's something where they could really work their magic in. And I think really take advantage of Portland. Portland has been one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA consistently all season long and a very perimeter oriented team. So you have a couple of these games where your shot's not falling and your defense still can't keep anybody out within the restricted area. I think this is still a pretty good series for Denver. So pretty intrigued. Now you're getting a plus price there on the Nuggets. All right. Follow him at me, JVT. Also, vcin.com. Don't forget the Hardwood Handicappers podcast this week with JVT, Kelly Bidlin, and a few other meaningless people. That's right. All right, look forward to that. And uh, JBT, we'll talk to you again Friday here on My Guys in the Desert. Appreciate it. Wes, don't let him get you down. You got a, you don't got a bowler's body, bro. Come on. This well, were a bowling movie. He, Wes he, he's be, not huh? exactly Mr. Universe over oh, here. I'm taking say shots that. at me. Okay, now we're going to fight during the break. We'll be back. And I'll win. <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. I'm Danielle Avari with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boosts, and the largest offer of live in-play options. BetRiver Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. And to make your experience even more rewarding, BetRivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem in Illinois, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. In Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Let's get back to My Guys in the Desert with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds. All right, we're going to have some golf best bets in uh, this segment. Also, uh, I think one of the best sports movies ever was Kingpin. It was Woody Harrelson as Roy Munson. Bill Murray as Ernie McCracken. You also had Randy Quaid, Chris Elliott in the movie. You didn't. You don't recall seeing that? I don't remember seeing that, no. Oh, I have right. seen it, but I just don't remember. I thought that would be one of your favorite movies. It is not. I'm at least glad I have hair, though. That's nice. That's Bill Murray. He was classic in that movie. That's uh, one of the, I, th- I think, one of the top ten sports movies ever. A lot of people would disagree, but it's a hilarious movie. All right, let's get to uh, the best bets. Do you have anything in baseball? I know you have NBA tonight. Uh, are you going to put the uh, Celtics up as the best bet? Yes, I am. Minus 130 on the money line. Went ahead with that. Two baseball plays here. Going to go with the Astros minus 110, and it's basically around 112, 113 right now. Christian Javier against Sean Manaya. Astros absolutely smoke left-handed pitching, so they'll get another chance at Manaya. It was basically one good and one bad for the Astros against him this year. First start, they absolutely hammered him. Second start, he got right. I think the third start, it reverts back to the original. Astro should get the better of him tonight. Small road favorite out in the Oco Coliseum. And also, I do like the Pittsburgh Pirates' Brubaker. It's lost a little bit of value, but I'm taking plus 110 against John Gant. If you look at John Gant, he is the essence of buy low, sell high. 183 on the ERA and 523 on the XFIP. He's been getting very lucky this year. If you look at batting average balls in play, the strand rate I think is unsustainable. So I know the Pirates aren't very potent at the plate, but I do like them on this side. Brubaker actually is a very good young pitcher for Pittsburgh. All right, I played the Giants plus 123 yesterday as a winner. I'm, I'm thinking about coming back with the Giants today. Anthony uh, DiScofani, this game starts in about 15 minutes. Giants best price in the market plus 110 at Circus Sports against Luis Castillo, who's been throwing batting practice uh, this season. But I'm not sure yet if I'm going to play the Giants, so I will not put that up as a best bet right now. Let's get to uh, golf. Yesterday I did talk about the one guy in the group of favorites in the PGA Championship that I like is Justin Thomas at 16-1. to 1. 
Uh, we've also got some longer shots uh, this week. I'll let you go first. Uh, tee off here with uh, your best bets for the PGA. Okay. I uh, did go with a couple big hitters. I think off the tee is going to be important. You don't have to necessarily be a bomber to win here, but 78-76 at the tips. It's probably going to play a little bit shorter, but still, this is a big boy golf course. John Rahm, 15-1. Bryson DeChambeau, 18-1. to I'm not exactly worried about those tournaments in Dallas. I don't think that that's a, a sell spot necessarily for these guys. I think these courses absolutely fit these guys in terms of how they gain off the tee. So Rahm and DeChambeau, 15 and 18. Victor Hovland, he, you can only get him in like the low 20s right now. I had him 33 to 1, gave out on long shots a couple weeks ago. Victor Hovland, back-to-back top three finishes at the Valspar and also uh, the following week at the Wells Fargo. This is a young guy that I think is equipped to win right now, and you'll mm-hmm. kind of notice a little bit of theme in terms of all the guys I played. Eight of the last ten PGA champions are, tw- are in their 20s, 29 or younger, and that's pretty much what I have on the board here. A lot of young guys that I think could get breakthrough wins like we saw of Colin Marikawa last year at Harding Park. Scotty Scheffler 50 to 1, Terrell Hatton 55 to 1, Willie Z at 65 to 1, Joaquin Neiman who I know you like 70 to 1 and Jason Kokrak 125. John Rahm and Bryson are your two favorites. JT's the one guy I like in the group of favorites. I also played uh, Joaquin Neiman. I, I bet him at 67 to 1 at Circus Sports. Uh, DraftKings has got 70 to 1 up there right now, so it's the best number in the market on Neiman. Abraham Answer is uh, another guy I like here, 59 to 1. I noticed you had an interesting uh, stat last night you used as a graphic for the Long Shot Show. Uh, strokes gained on uh, Pete Dye design course. Yes. And yes. He's, he's number one. He is number one. Yeah. And just, just to recap the top five DeChambeau, Webb Simpson, Adam Scott, Dustin Johnson. So this is over the last 24 rounds. Abe Answer, really good with the Irons, was runner up last time in South Carolina last year at the RBC Heritage. Cameron Smith, 49 to 1. Answer, 59. Neiman, 67. Mark Leishman, 73 to 1. Leishman's one of those guys probably better off betting top 10. Them to He's win. very good on coastal courses, though. He is. And uh, I'm looking at Australians and win players. Adam Scott, 102 to 1, an answer over Corey Connors in a matchup. A lot more tonight on V Sin, uh, the Long Shots Golf Betting Show. Welcome back in. I'm Danielle Avari. We have a new feature on vcin.com. Every day we're posting the latest betting splits on every game in the major sports with current odds and what percentage of bets and money are being placed on each game. Check this info daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written and if that matches the money coming in on those games to help you find a betting edge. And of course, we have all the odds, data, and analysis for every game as well. Start your next sports bet at vcin.com. Now let's get back to my guys in the desert with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds. All right, looking forward to college football. One game I'm planning to attend is LSU at UCLA at the Rose Bowl in uh, week one. And Chris Andrews is going to put up college football games of the year here at the South Point on Friday afternoon. A lot of guys are flying in for this, Wes, including Paul Stone from Texas. And I asked Paul a couple days ago what he would make the LSU-UCLA number. And I, I told him my number was around eight. He said, yeah, that's a pretty good number. He was thinking more than seven but probably not 10 or anything more than 10. DraftKings put out 
uh, some college football openers today. How about LSU minus four and a half at UCLA? That looks does that look a little light to you? I know LSU had a down year last year, and they had some injuries. And obviously, when you're losing the best offense, arguably of the generation in college football, in terms of the numbers that Burrow put up, along with Joe Brady as the offensive coordinator, they were only going to regress. And look, I don't think a ton of Ed Orgeron in terms of a head coach. I think he's a good motivator type. He's more like a a Luther Van Dam type for coach, you know, rally, get everybody all pumped up. But I don't really think much of him as like a football <laughs> mind necessarily, but four and a half's a little low. This is still LSU talent and they still recruit dudes and are ranked in the top 10 every year in recruiting. So I thought four and a half was a little bit light here. I think it should be somewhere around six or seven in that range. You'd think the SEC team's going to get more uh, respect from the betting public here. Right. Maybe even the sharp betters. Right. This is still the third team in the division in terms of, or in the conference on the odds board. Only Alabama and Texas A&M rank ahead of LSU. LSU, I believe, 10 to 1 to win the SEC, and also Georgia at 250. So LSU, the fourth choice. But still, the fourth choice against the Pac-12. I think we know the discrepancy within the conference as so anything seven or less, I think is a life with LSU. Yeah, I do too. Actually, now I think UCLA has got a chance to be pretty good, but Demetric Felton, who's a big part of that offense is gone. He's with the Cleveland Browns. They do have two, I would say pretty good quarterbacks. Chip Kelly's got to work with there, but his recent recruiting classes have not been outstanding. You know, LSU is going to come in with more talent and more speed. And I thought that would be at least seven. So mm-hmm. I'm a little bit surprised to see four and a half as the DraftKings opener on LSU at UCLA, let's look at some of the other uh, numbers put up by DraftKings in those Week One matchups. Alabama laying six and sixteen and a half against Miami. Is that game in Atlanta? Where I believe. It? I believe so. Okay. How about Clemson, uh, four point favorite over Georgia? Now I thought that game was in Atlanta. I'm not sure. Is that a home game for Clemson? One of these are, are the kickoff. Those games. are neutral site games, yes. right? Yes. So it's Alabama sixteen and a half to Miami. Clemson four over Georgia. How about Wisconsin, a uh, three-and-a-half-point home favorite over Penn State? How do you feel about that Big Ten number? Well, Graham Mertz, uh, we'll have to see what his health is. Obviously, Graham Mertz uh, was the highest-rated quarterback that Wisconsin ever recruited. He did have some injuries this year and kind of looked good against the soft competition, but not so good against Northwestern and some of the better defenses in the conference. So maybe a rebound here. I obviously was a very young kid starting at quarterback, so you got to think at least the experience is going to be better for him. So small lean to the Badgers at Camp Randall. How about Notre Dame and Florida State? That's going to be Sunday night football, so it's going to be a big wagering handle on that game. Now, my number is definitely not nine and a half. Uh, now, Florida State not getting much respect from the DraftKings odds makers here because that game is in Tallahassee, right? So mm-hmm. it's uh, Notre Dame laying nine and a half at Florida State, and the Irish got a new quarterback. Ian Book is gone. Yeah, and Florida State, we'll see who's going to take the field for these guys. Of course, Mike Norvell, the first year down in Tallahassee was very rough and a lot of musical chairs, a lot of guys leaving the program. So, look, I like the job Norvell did in Memphis. So, you know, you could get some rebounding, but I think the recruiting has gone down a little bit for Florida State. That's still a big number for the Irish to lay on the road. By the way, you mentioned that Georgia-Clemson game. That is the game that's in Charlotte. Uh, at Bank of America Stadium, okay. and the other game, Alabama-Miami, is in Atlanta. All right. I, was, I had Notre Dame more as like a six-point favorite of Florida mm-hmm. State. What, mm-hmm. what number do you have in your head bouncing around there? 
six and a half, seven, I think would be right. I don't, I think if you laid close to double digits in terms of when we got the openers, like a couple weeks before the game here in August, I think Sharps would want to grapple double digits with Florida State. I mean, that's one reason guys like Paul Stone and Sharp Betters are coming out to bet these uh, South Point openers. There's a, a lot of people have differences in their numbers when you put up these uh, first mm-hmm. college football lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might have a six, seven point difference from one. Uh, from an odds maker to a handicapper within yeah. handicap uh, handicappers who are out there looking to bet, um, you, you could have wide wide variances on uh, what people think these numbers should be in week one. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Like some of them that aren't out in terms of the top uh, matchup graphic you're yeah. seeing there, I don't see a number yet. I'll be very interested, though, in seeing that Big Ten opener between Indiana and Iowa, not just because I'm an Indiana grad, but because there's a little bit of heat to this matchup here all of a sudden because there are a lot of Indiana people. Now, Indiana ended up letting down in the bowl game against Ole Miss, but there's a lot of people that were mad at one Gary Bartz, who is the Iowa athletic director, who is the head of the playoff committee this year, that kept Indiana and then of course what happened with Ohio State not playing enough games they were given the bid and look they were the best team in the Big Ten so you might have an Indiana that has a chip on their shoulder I think the goal of the Indiana football program which has been gradually increasing over the last couple years has been to get to like an Iowa level so this is a measuring stick game for Indiana obviously they'll never be at the Ohio State level but maybe they can get to the Iowa level so I'll be interested I think that's a sneaky good matchup in week one what do you make those numbers? Indiana at Iowa, Ohio State at Minnesota. Iowa, maybe minus like three and a half. I think you've got to compensate for the home advantage at Kinnick Stadium and the fact that they're a little bit more talented maybe in the trenches than Indiana. Ohio State at Minnesota, I'd say Ohio State close to three touchdowns. Yeah, I was going to say 17. Um, but you're right, it could be more. Uh, who's a Buckeyes quarterback? It almost doesn't matter because it's probably going to be some five-star kid like Ohio State always gets. It's just uh, you're breaking in a new quarterback week one on the road. That's why my number is probably a little bit lower, but uh, you could be right. I mean, Buckeyes could be laying three touchdowns. I just I never argue with that recruiting class that they always get in Columbus. Also, Ole Miss, uh, Louisville's on that schedule. It's a really good week one schedule in uh, college football anyway. we got plenty of time to talk about that. And don't forget, Chris Andrews putting up the uh, opening numbers for the games of the year in college football here at the South Point Sportsbook on Friday afternoon. That's actually going to be a big event out here on uh, Friday. Quick break. We come back. Wes and I will look at uh, Major League Baseball one more time. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe... 
Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. to the oddstrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out oddstrader.com and download the free oddstrader app right now so you can start winning with the up to the second info you need. Now let's get back to my guys in the desert with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds. All right, we'll update the NBA game in a couple minutes, but uh, we haven't talked American League yet. Let's start with the Yankees. And uh, Garrett Cole uh, took the loss last night against the Rangers in the series opener. Jamison Tyon going to go tonight. Uh, for the Yankees against Mike Fultonevich. Circa right now has got the Yankees minus 143 on the road and a total of eight and a half. Rangers have been a little bit surprising at 20 and uh, 24. I really thought they'd be a worse baseball team than this at this point. But uh, 
the Rangers got the coal last night, and they could get the tie on tonight. I think uh, the prices come down a little bit from the overnight, so the Rangers may be drawing a little bit of money here. Yeah, they are taking the money here, and that's what's going to keep you off the game because I was looking at Jamison Tyone's numbers, 540 on the ERA, just 358 on the XFIP. So wondering what the market is is really seeing here. And Fulton Evich, uh, you know, he's got to keep the ball in the ballpark here. And 2.2 home runs per nine innings. So I like the Yankees to win, but I think that the price now it is getting to a spot where maybe it's kind of takeable in this spot, but Aaron judge has really kind of been carrying the team at the plate. Now that geo Stanton has gone to the injured list. So Aaron judge finally starting to hit, but you're waiting kind of for some consistency with this lineup. Yankees still not there yet, even though they're starting to draw more walks, starting to strike out a lot less over the last couple of weeks. But Somebody knows something or somebody likes something here in the market because this has been a lot of Texas money from the open. Yeah, you'd look at that and say that's a cheap price on the Yankees against the Rangers. But if you look where the sharp money's going today, you really don't want to buy the Yankees at minus 148. Uh, so I'll pass on that. How about the Red Sox and Blue Jays? This is in Dunedin, Florida, right? It's mm-hmm. where the Blue Jays play their home games. Eduardo Rodriguez going against uh, Hinjin Ryu. The Red Sox have a remarkable record when Erod starts. Uh, and they are catching a price in uh, the road game here, plus 114, total of uh, nine. I, I think recently I saw the Red Sox are something like 32 and six uh, mm-hmm. when Erod starts. I mean, actually, you could go back three or four years. They don't lose when this guy starts. Yeah, and the betters are certainly betting it. And even though Toronto is absolutely red hot at the plate, especially at home, they have been averaging just over six runs at home, second most in the league. The ballpark down in Dunedin's really been more of a hitter's park this season. So Toronto now, they've won five of their last six games, have caught fire here with a nice little run. But as you mentioned, Erod has been, they've been winning all his starts, kind of uncanny here. First time re- pitch against the Red Sox this season they got to him a little bit in Fenway but could be a a bounce back spot maybe for Ryu and obviously you got two very potent offenses especially Toronto at home yet we've seen a little drop in the total this was nine and a half in the overnight now seeing some nines I didn't know what to do with the side it seems like a lot of the sharper guys kind of like the the Carmines here the Bosox on the road as about 115 to 120 as an underdog Lean to the under here for me at under nine with Sox Blue Jays. Yeah, I thought about playing the Red Sox, but I think I'll pass. Tampa Bay and Baltimore, Luis Patino is going to go for the Rays as a starter against Matt Harvey, who got beat up in his return to New York last week against the Mets. Uh, no surprise here, the Rays are minus 150 or higher. I see as high as minus 165 at DraftKings. Uh, not too many people want to bet Matt Harvey. Total of uh, nine. Anything you would play here? Uh, nothing I have played. Patino, by the way, probably going to go two innings. This is going to be one of those vintage Kevin Cash uh, bullpen starts for the Tampa Bay Rays. But in terms of, you know, some of these guys not wanting to bet Harvey, he actually was pretty solid to start the season. I know he got beat up in his return to City Field. So Matt Harvey's a guy that I think a lot of the betters like to pick on, but sometimes they get really disappointed here. Decent-sized price, but I'm going to leave it alone. Okay. How about the uh, White Sox and Twins? we got a pitching change. And uh, if you listed pitchers, adjust your bet. This game starts in less than an hour. Lance Lynn against Bailey Ober, and it was going to be – I think it was Michael, Michael Pineda. Pineda. Michael yep. Pineda was scheduled to go before. So the White Sox bigger favorites now, Wes, up to minus 140 or 150. 
two very big boys on the mound here, and my bet did get canceled on Michael Pineda for the Twins. Bailey Ober, who is making his debut for the Minnesota Twins tonight, 6'9", 260. So not exactly as light as Miguel Castro, as we were talking about earlier, but he is a very big kid. My bet got canceled. I'm not, I want to see this guy before I necessarily bet him. The Minnesota Twins have really been the disappointment, I think, in all Major League Baseball. A lot of people thought, okay, this is the team that's going to go ahead and get the get the White Sox here, and they have not done so. They are very much in the bottom with Detroit. Kansas City now has come back to earth a little bit, but line has been adjusted, and, and that's an important thing to, I think, indicate to betters. List your pitchers. So if you have action, you may have a worse price because you might have got it like a dollar five this morning with Michael Pineda. Now you could get about a dollar thirty-five with this kid Bailey Obera making mm-hmm. his debut. So if your action you have the price of what it is on the ticket. So if you list your pitchers and you had Pineda, it would have got canceled. Why'd you like the Twins with Pineda? I know Dave Koken was on the White Sox side here. I don't like Michael Pineda. To me, he's a bet against your pass type of guy. Why, why did you bet him? He, he's been decent really so far this season. He's kind of been the best guy on this staff. I don't know if that's really saying much, but 279 on the ERA. And really, it was kind of maybe anticipating some regression for Lance Lynn. But the thing about anticipating regression for Lance Lynn, and I've watched him over his career, he is very good this time of year. Really, the first half mm-hmm. of the season, he is very good. But if you look at his numbers, once we get to the heat in the summertime, you know, July, August, and then into the fall, he's a very, usually a very different pitcher. Not that he's horrible, but his numbers absolutely regress from the start he's had so far. And you look at Lance Lynn so far this season, 130 on the ERA, 353 on the XFIP. So some regression coming may not be tonight, though, against the Twins based on the way they're playing. Twins right now, 13-26. and 26. You said disappointment. I would say, without a doubt, biggest disappointment in baseball. Indians and Angels. Shohei Otani, I think, is scheduled to start Wednesday for the Angels. It's going to be Andrew Heaney tonight against Zach Plesak and the Angels. Minus 107. Right around that pick and range total of 7.5 tonight. Yeah, Andrew Heaney, you look at his numbers and you would expect some good, good regression for him. 475 ERA, but 295 on the XFIP. This mm-hmm. has been all Indians money. The main reason this has been all Indians money is because Mike Trout now on the 10-day injured list. So that just came across here. I just got an alert on my line screen here. He was questionable with the calf injury tonight, but he is not going to go. So you are seeing the Indians get bet. Because this would have been a situation where maybe I would like to go against Plesak, even though he didn't get the no-hitter. If you look, he pitched against Seattle last Thursday night, and he had a no-hitter going late into the eighth inning, eventually did get the win. So I thought maybe this is a spot to go against him, against a pitcher that has better peripherals. But now without Mike Trout in the lineup, the line has already been bad. So if you're betting the Indians, you've already, I think, if you got the good number early on and anticipated that Trout was going to be out, good on you. But at this point, I don't think the Indians are bettable. Angels lose Trout to get Rendon back and now lose Trout. So they just can't get uh, everything lined up perfectly. How about the Astros and A's? And you said this is one of your best bets, and it's Sean Manaya, the lefty for the A's. 
And uh, Astros minus 115, total eight. Did you say you're on the Astros? I am on the Astros here as a small road favorite, and it's really because they absolutely mash left-handed pitching. And they've been very hot. They've won six in a row, nine out of the last 11. If you look at their hitting, a league-best 266 average, 332 in the Waba that has weighted on-base average. So that's been top three in all those categories in the league. The offense facing a lefty. You've got five guys in this lineup that hit 300 or better over left-handed pitching. Bregman, Gurriel, Jordan Alvarez all have three or more home runs within that split against left-handed pitching. So I think they could get to Manaya. You've got Christian Javier, who has a lot of promise, I think, for the Astros. Had two great starts against the A's to begin this season. Allowed two runs in eight and two-thirds innings. Really had a good month. And then in May, kind of regressed a little bit. And a young pitcher is going to have those kind of ups and downs. But... I basically believe that the Astros just against Manaya, who's having a lot of hard hit contact back against him. I think he's going to get some of that tonight from a very potent Astros lineup. All right. I thought about betting two baseball games here. Giants uh, plus 110 or so, but that game just started. I did not bet the Giants and also looking at the Red Sox tonight, but probably going to sit out baseball uh, tonight. Wes, there were two more games on the um, rotation we didn't talk about. Let's get to it quickly before we update the NBA. Detroit and Seattle, Turnbull against Dunn, Seattle minus 115, total of eight, and also Brewers and Royals in KC, Brandon Woodruff against Bubik, the lefty uh, for KC, uh, Milwaukee minus 177 and a half. Yeah, I would lean a little bit with Detroit here. I know that's uh, at 15 and 26, taking them on the road, you're not going to cash a lot of tickets. But Justin Dunn's numbers have been bad here uh, so far this season. Uh, a little bit better on the XFIP, but actually a lot worse on the XFIP. His ERA is like 374, but his XFIP's over six. So lean the Turnbull in that spot. Nothing for me, Milwaukee and Kansas City. Bubich making his first start of the season. All right, let's uh, talk about your Pacers. Off to a hot start, 36-20. Pacers lead, uh, somebody just hit a bomb from about 40 feet. Devontae Graham. (laughs) Devontae Graham out of Kansas. 36-23. Uh, Pacers lead with one minute to go in the first quarter. Like I said, the defense might not be there from the start, so hopefully you can get an in-game opportunity on the under if this game gets a lot closer, but right now the Pacers absolutely on fire. Dougie McBucket, 16 points, 4 of 5 from the 3. 16 points for Doug McDermott right out of the gate. All right, so the other game tonight is uh, one you have a play on. And you will play the Boston Celtics. Did you lay the cheap money line or did you lay uh, one and a half with the Celtics? I laid minus 130. I usually will do that with point spreads around one and a half or two. I'll go ahead and lay the money line. Did so here with Boston. All right. And you're not going to be here tomorrow. I'm sure you'll be on VSIN somewhere. Uh, but what about the two playing games tomorrow? Are you going to bet Memphis? Uh, San Antonio, Memphis right now, three and a half, four point favorite, or Golden State and the Lakers with the Lakers laying five across the board. Looking maybe to the under in that San Antonio, Memphis game, I'm going to wait on the Warriors here and see if I can get a better number tomorrow. Is back up down to five in the market. All right, that's Wes Reynolds. He's going to be on the Long Shots Golf Betting Show tonight with Brady Cannon. Stay tuned for that on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.